Lieutenant Dane, I got you some ice cream. Lieutenant Dane, ice cream. So I was saying silly things into the microphone. Good enough. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. And welcome to episode 25 Five. of It Top is Show. a milestone, Oh, it Lindsay. is. That's right. We are a quarter of, of the, the way, way through, through the, the list. list. A quarter, folks. 25 episodes. We're just shy of a quarter. We're just shy of, t- of a quarter of the, through the list. Yes. We are a quarter of the way through our podcast. Episodes. Does that mean we're going to have 100? No, we're not going to have 101 episodes. We'd have just 100. We'll actually have bonus episodes, though, if we're going to yes, do our Halloween Yes, because we're going to do the Halloween and Christmas ones and the bonus episode where we will actually watch Ben-Hur. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. Did we discuss that online? I don't know if we discussed it on air. We, we oh, no, we discussed off it off air. Uh, we will be having a bonus episode when we are finished with this list. Our bonus 101 episode is going to be... Us actually watching Ben-Hur. Yes, and actually talking about Ben-Hur just to make it up. But we're not doing it anytime soon. I so think when we do the special episodes, they shouldn't be numbered. They should just no, be like special it'll be edition. a bonus. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a special episode. Okay. <laughs> special feature. Um, We are at number 76 on the 76. list. Which is Forrest Gump <gasps> from 1994. Yeah, it's pretty much the same reaction I gave for Modern Times, I just realized. Yeah, pretty much. High-pitched squeal. But it's Forrest Gump. And it's, it's Tom awesome. Hanks. It's and Tom Hanks. I'm sorry if you don't like this movie. What's wrong with you? I'm sorry. I love this movie. I love movie. this movie too. We There's love, our reactions. Yes. We love this movie. So go watch it if you haven't watched it. If How you, have you not seen it? Again, it's on TNT it's like on every like three weeks. Now, there is that a, and Shawshank. There is a book. Do you talk about the book? I do, a little we bit. We will wait until after the trivia for us to talk about the books. Okay. I'm going to make a note because every time we say we're going to talk about something... We don't. We don't. So I'm going to make a note to talk about the to book. talk about this. Talk about the book. book. <laughs> there we go. All right. We'll still forget. <laughs> 8.7 out of 10. It's a really good... Good, and an 82 meta score. It's a nice meta score. Which is a very good meta score. Yes. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. All around. That's my summary. It's <laughs> a good sum- movie. It's a good movie? <laughs> really? That's your summary? Yes. I actually don't even have a summary <laughs> written down. Sorry, you threw me off there. I know. I didn't, I didn't, this I didn't... is my summary. It's a good movie. Right there? That's it? That's it. Nothing funny? No. <laughs> I don't need to be funny. It's a good movie. It's a good summer, eh? It's a good summer, right? Jenny. Sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. party. <laughs> there, can I use Rainbow that? Rainbow, Alabama. Can I use that? It's As my a, summary? It's a good movie. Sorry I ruined your Black party, Panther Black party. Panther party. Yes, please that make be... that the, the summary. It's a good movie. Sorry I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to go for something funny, but I'm... No, that, that, that is, is good. That's, that's good. good. That is okay, definitely good. Okay, my mom good. accused me of fake laughing. What, and during the podcast? Yeah. Why? You don't fake laugh. I fake laugh at the end sometimes, she oh, said. Oh, do you? Right, oh, mom. at the end. Yeah, well, calling we, you out. We're trying to... I'm having an actual Coke. Oh, Sorry. no. I'm thirsty. Erotic placement. We don't get paid. always Coca-Cola. You're showing do, it to do, the do, microphone do, like the do, microphone do, can do, see do, it. Do, do. Really? Yeah, it's the Coke song from the 90s. Okay. Get over it. Okay. I liked that Coke commercial. I don't know why hey. they stopped using it. Because it was the 90s? I liked the 90s. I love the 90s. Miss the 90s. And this movie from, from 1994. 1994. All right. There are three Tom Hanks movies on this list. Yes, this we were is discussing two of that. three. We have one more. The next one is coming, coming up. up. Yeah, what, a couple episodes from now? Yep. Cool, cool. So, IMDb summary of Forrest Gump. We have totally to give... forgot to look. Oh, my goodness. I am on top of things. You are on top of things. And our special 25th episode. Anniversary. Anniversary episode. It's felt like 25 years. No, it hasn't. It's Forrest felt like Gump, a couple months. Yes. while not intelligent, has accidentally been present at many historic movements, but his true love, Jenny Curran, sorry, Curran. You talk about her in last name, Eludes too, right? him. I do. Cool. See, look, I know what you're going to say. Um, also directed by Robert Zemeckis. <sighs> Thank you, Robert Zemeckis. Back to the Future. Pretty much anything pre when he wants to um, go CG with Polar crap. Express. Polar Express was okay. It was still a little creepy because it was so many Tom Hanks's. Yes, I've but never seen it because it's one of those movies that should be a book. Back to the Future trilogy. And stay a book. Uh, he also did Castaway. He also did he one did of... He did Flight, yep. A Christmas Carol, Beowulf, Polar Express... Castaway, What Lies Beneath. Oh, it's one that is one of my favorite movies. 
Contact. A beautiful movie. Tales from the Crypt. Forrest oh, yeah. Gump. Death Becomes Her. Oh, I forgot Back to the about Future Trilogy. Romancing the Stone. Oh yeah, he did Romancing the Stone, and didn't that's he? It. And Alan Silvestri composed the score to yes. pretty much every Robert Zemeckis is not a good looking dude. He's a little weird looking. He looks kind of like uh, Drew Carey and um, Randy Newman. Oh yes, right. Foot, Randy Newman, left as in foot. <laughs> right foot, left foot, as in Toy Story. Randy Newman, like that Randy Newman. Yes. Okay, I was no, I was just confused. Or short people got no reason to live. <laughs> I direct movies. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, I, I go first, then trivia? I am completely lost. You do go first. Wow, I'm sorry. I was on such a ball here, and then all of a sudden no, I forgot what order we do the show in. You do awards and technology, and then I do it's trivia. It's been a really rough we couple weeks, song, folks. Trivia. Yes. Yes. This so, is our last episode before I go back to school. And then we just don't know when the episodes are going to be? Or do we still keeping it to a weekly thing? Yeah. Okay, we can I couldn't do. Remember. I'm done at five on Thursdays. Oh, so we have plenty of time. All right. So and I'm free in the evening on Fridays as well. Okay. Awards. Colin might actually be in some of these episodes, because if we do them on the weekends when he's here, he'd be here on Saturdays. We're not doing the episodes prior to releasing them, are we? Like, on Saturdays. Shit, I forgot we're going to release on Saturday. No, we can always release the episode Saturday and then record the next one on Saturday. Is this show go out live? No, Mr. Simpson, it's really hard on the Animator's wrists. Is there a live podcasting, or is that just radio? Thank you. Thank you for that quote. Okay, sorry. Did it, did it, did it, Awards of technology! <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Trivia works better. I feel like wah, I need a whole musical wah. number. Okay. <laughs> no. Wah, wah, awards. <laughs> so. awards. <laughs> so, awards. This film. Okay. 89 major award nominations, and it's completely worth it. 13 yep. Oscar nominations. Oscar nominations included... Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Gary Sinise. Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Sound Effects Editing, Best Makeup, Best Music slash Original Score, and Best Sound. It's different than Sound Effects. No, I know. The wins for the film, those, so those are just the nominations that did not win. The Oscar winnings for the okay. film. Okay, I get very confused I know. when you do it like this. I like to leave the winnings gotcha. last, because okay. those are more... Gotcha. Climatic. The, the winnings were uh, Best Writing slash okay. Screenplay. Best Picture, okay. Best Film Editing, okay. Best Effects slash Visual Effects, okay. Best Director, and okay. Best Actor in a Leading Role for Tom Hanks. Good. It won all the, I don't the want to say the important, but most it's, of the, it's important the ones, ones that everybody, like, it, it was the best film, best director, best writing, best music, best, you know, like, yeah. like it, or not best music, sorry, best film editing, but it's like it won the major awards for it. Uh, it was entered into the National Film Registry in 2011. Um, I have a trivia fact on that, and I will get... As to why it was entered in. Oh, okay. I was like, on what portion? So, awards there. Okay. Now, technology. This film, I actually get to talk about technology a little bit. Good. I'm not going to try to rush through it. Because okay. I tend to have a habit of just blowing through the technology. Take your time. So, I'm, I'm going to talk. I'm looking something up on Wikipedia, so... In this film, there's a lot of technology. There's a lot of visual effects, which is why it was obviously nominated for Best Visual Effects and why it won Best Visual Effects. Because... You may not necessarily know it when you watch through it. You might... I, I picked up on a lot of the visual effects, but that's because I know where the visual effects were. Mm -hmm. Obviously, sequences... Like, they put Forrest into a lot of very well-known moments in history. A lot of film footage. They put him with a lot of famous people who are not alive anymore. Right. I.e., he meets Johnson. He meets Kennedy. He meets Nixon. Like, he meets John Lennon. He meets all these famous people. Now... Oh, was I on the phone for the John Lennon Yes, one? you did. I you missed, missed the John That's when you came back in, I asked if you had Dick Cavett. That's why, because that was oh, Dick Cavett. Oh, yeah, that's right. It? Sorry, so continue. The, he bad. meets a lot of these famous, famous people, and he's in, like, they put a lot of, uh, like, those handful of shots. Like, when the uh, when the, the black students are getting into the school, mm -hmm. there's actual footage that they digitally inserted him into. Now, nowadays, they could have technically done 
like or not even nowadays this movie's not that old it's only 19 years old but right. it's it was 20 years ago they would have been making it at this point but i mean they could have you know easily put somebody in makeup or just gotten an actor to stand in yeah. for like kennedy and stuff but they chose to go the route of using actual footage so what they did was they scoured through actual archive footage of Kennedy and, and Nixon and all of them, found moments where they could put him into it. And then digitally, they did one of two things. They either digitally erased the person who was actually there. So mm-hmm. in like the Kennedy sequence, when he's shaking the hand of the guy, he actually there was a person there right. for that. They digitally erased him, left the guy's hand mm-hmm. because it was easier just to cut off for uh, Tom Hanks's hand at the right. wrist for the effect. And then they filmed him in front of a green screen trying to match the move into it and they just kind of digitally masked it. Masked it. Masked it. I couldn't I'm understand if they masked or matched. <laughs> I think it might have been a combination of both, honestly. Okay. Um and then uh then they just they got a voice impersonator to to dub the voices so that okay. way they could get them to say what they wanted, but then right. they digitally altered the lips and the mouth using film footage and then also mm-hmm. using some old, some digital technique to make it match. But I will point out it was, that some of them in was the Blu-ray bad. in the Blu-ray version of it, which yep. is the version we watched, it's a little more obvious it's than it noticeable. is if you've watched it if you watch it on like TV or right. DVD or VHS. Yep. Low I'm gonna bring version. up VHS because I watched some VHS tapes this week. <laughs> I did. Welcome to two thousand I'm just saying. <laughs> Why do you glare at me when I say stuff I don't to you? I think we had our DVD player <laughs> in 2000 yet. Um, but yeah, so they did a lot of that, a lot of technique. One of the other things that they did do, now they they do they do a lot of digital like tweaking. Now there's a sequence where he meets John Lennon on Dick Cavett's show. Right. Now, that's one of those occasions where they didn't digitally alter Dick Cavett. They actually got dick cavett because he was still alive because he's still alive to, is he still alive uh, now? he was at least the time i i don't i don't think i don't think he died but i could be wrong you're gonna look that up yep she'll look that up just to be accurate um no so they actually got him to come back they put him in a matching outfit because that episode where john lennon was there it was an episode with john lennon and i believe yoko ono oh no he is still alive is he still alive yep um, that's he's what I thought. 76 years old. So he's not, he's old. He's up there. He's just he's not, not as old, old as, as I kind of thought he would no, have been. But, but what they did is they, they got him to come back into the set. They put him in a matching outfit or they put him in an outfit that was identical to the one that he was wearing that day for that, that okay. performance. They recreated his set. And then what they did is they digitally cut out John Lennon mm-hmm. from that footage and inserted it into Tom Hanks and Dick Cavett talking to one another. That's how come at the beginning of that shot, Dick Cavett actually says, I'd like to introduce our next guest, Forrest Gump. He actually says Forrest Gump. Oh, okay. Because it actually was new footage they filmed to make it look like the old stuff. But then the John Lennon thing, they they changed his, you know, they digitally altered his mouth and got a voice impersonator to say the lines. So that way he could be quoting out Imagine. Right. Of course. Which I realize now, as a as an older person, rewatching this movie, I'm like, oh, so they're they're doing that gag, okay? Yeah, kind of it's depressing. A gag. I think it's cliche. It, yes, but at the time it wasn't. But again, no, see, it we wasn't. I I found myself ripping on a couple moments in this film and like making fun of it, which was so sacrilegious. How but can you do? That? It's because I love the movie so much. Yes, and you're allowed to do that. that what do I do that with now? <laughs> that I loved. The first, like, 10,000 times I saw it. And now, oh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah. I stood by that movie forever, and I still stand by that movie. Okay. But I've noticed some things. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not There's some as... stuff that's bad. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was that, that was half the digital effects. And the other digital effects thing they did was a lot of crowd expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, Primarily the sequence at the uh, reflecting pool in front of the yes, Washington Monument. you and I talked about We were discussing that. this. Uh, when he's up there talking on stage and there's a shot that looks out onto the reflecting pool of all these people. Nowadays, and the same thing applies for the football stadium. They did the same thing when he's running in college. Nowadays, it would just been all digital people. With mm-hmm. a couple of real people in the foreground, maybe. But yep. it would have all been digital. They would have just skipped it. Then what they did is they had a group of about 40 people, I think, that they put in uh, clothing. And then they locked the camera down, and they, which means they don't move the camera. And they filmed those people standing in this little block, like little like grouped yeah. together for a minute or two. And then rearranged them, and then moved them back twenty feet. And then they filmed there, and then moved them back twenty feet. And like they kept doing that, and then digitally composed 
composited is the correct term, all those people together. So it looks like this massive group of people. Right. It took all flipping day to do that shot, but they did it. Nowadays, they would have just filmed an empty plate, threw it and you know, threw digital people into it and been done with it. But they did a lot of that stuff. So when you see that shot, yes, there is digital work on it. Mm-hmm. But it's all real people actually in it, I think, to a certain degree. I don't know if they did wrap all the way around. The very back might be digital right. people where you can't even tell that they're digital. Exactly. But almost three-quarters of the the surrounding uh, reflecting pool are real people. Right. So that is all I have for awards and technology. Okay. Are you ready for your trivia <laughs> section? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to do your I need song? to know where my uh, reflective glass is when I'm looking at Tumblr while I'm supposed to be paying attention. Please pay attention. You were talking about things we had talked about already. <laughs> I was paying attention to you. I was just also reading things that were making me laugh. That is bad. Trivia. Jeff sucks. Yes, I quote other podcasts that we yes. do. Which that you was, haven't done in like three months. That but one's for you, Colin. Jessica said we're not supposed to have inside jokes on the podcast. That is on you. another podcast, Jessica. <laughs> I will give you the link to the podcast that that is on. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Trivia. <laughs> Jessica is my sister, for those of you who don't know. Who has posted on the website. And the Facebook. And the Facebook a few times. Yep. Thanks, Jess. All right. More people, by the way. Should post and like stuff that we do. They really should. Just okay. share. Just Thomas, please. again, thank you, sir. Yeah. We still appreciate all your likes and shares. But other people, too. Okay. Please, I'll give you a quarter. <laughs> we'll send a quarter. If you send us a self-addressed stamped <laughs> envelope, we will send you a quarter. I was going to say, it's going to cost us more to send you a quarter than it's going to be a quarter's worth. Bill Murray, yes. John Travolta, and Chevy Chase turned down the role of Forrest Gump. Travolta later admitted that passing on the role was a mistake. Yeah, no idea. Can you imagine any of them as Forrest Gump? No, I don't think any of them would have done a good job. No. Bill Murray would be the closest only because I've seen some of his serious films. Right, but, but at that point, had he done many serious films? No, he was still in comedy. Has I think Chevy that Chase was... ever done a serious film? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm pretty positive he has okay, not. Okay, ready for this? Yes. David Allen Greer, Ice Cube... And Dave Chappelle turned on the role of Bubba. Chappelle thought the movie would be a bomb and has since admitted to deeply regretting not taking the role. See, I, again, knew, I knew about the Dave Chappelle thing, but I again, not. I don't think it would have... I See, again, this. but I, we've talked about this in, in past films where we talked about like alternate casting yeah. for films and how we can't picture anybody else mm-hmm. doing it because we're so used to this version, but... But there are times where I can. Dave Chappelle. That's not, this is not one of them. I think I can see him in the role of Bubba. It would have been weird, though, because. Uh, see, and I can see Ice Cube doing it. I can see Ice Cube doing it, yes. He seems more fit for the role. Yes. He fits the role better, Physically I guess. Fits Physically fits the role better. Dave Chappelle would have been this thin little scrawny kid. Same with David Allen Greer. Yeah. Because, God, he would have. See, that's weird, because he would have been coming off of In Living I can Color see and Samuel stuff. L. Doing it, it actually. I think it would be a role Sam Sam Jackson would do nowadays. Yeah. Well, that would have done then, yeah. not necessarily nowadays. Then, at least. Sorry, dead air. I thought you were gonna keep talking. <laughs> no, no. A drink. No, Sorry. no. Sorry. I was done. Okay. Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to announce when I'm done with the trivia, aren't I? Because yes, last you time are. I just sat there and you're like, "Are you done?" And you stare at me awkwardly, <laughs> and I'm like, "Is it time to move on with the yes. podcast?" All right. <laughs> The Bayou Labatry Hospital, named after Forrest Gump, is actually the University of South Carolina Beaufort Performing Arts Center, and Jeff has been there. It's the Performing Arts Center. That's what it was. I thought yes. it was the Art and Design Center's Performing Arts. That's, That's close. He said it was the art school, I think. Yes. My grandfather used to live in Beaufort, South Carolina, where that was filmed, and also... Oh, so my next trivia fact is actually something we discussed off air. Okay. I said I didn't think it was in there, or I didn't realize. Oh. But it is. What is your next the trivia? The Vietnam scenes of the film were shot on what is now the Ocean Creek Golf Course on Fripp Island, South Carolina. Which I've also been there. <laughs> I was there the last time I was in... Uh, I have never been to South Carolina. Oh, it's beautiful down there. It's weird in some spots, but it's beautiful. It's just it's like everywhere anywhere. Everywhere is weird. Uh, yes, my grandfather used to live in Beaufort, South Carolina, and lived between where that, where the the, the uh, performing arts 
burp I'm a performing. Lady. You are a lady. At least you're not yawning. Uh, I'm he, not. My grandfather lived pretty much equal distance between where the performing arts center was mm-hmm. and then where the golf course is now. There's a there's a state park, which is also the beach, which is right across the street from where that is, and that's where we used to go all the time as a kid. And actually, I was out there in '95 or '96 would have been the last time I was out there. Okay. So after they yeah. released the movie, because I knew what Forrest Gump was at that point. Cool. But it's cool. I have pictures of it somewhere. Cool. Like here. real pictures. Like, like real pictures. Printed out pictures. Yeah. There not are like, photo albums in that like, cabinet right like there. Digital pictures. Right? I'll find that. You keep talking. Okay. Tom Hanks' younger brother, Jim Hanks, doubled for him in many of his numerous running sequences. He also, I think we discussed this on the Toy Story podcast. Mm-hmm. He is the um, voice of most of the Woody dolls that talk. From Toy Story? Like any of the actual real dolls that are released? the action figures and stuff that talk. That's his brother. Tom Hanks signed onto the film after an hour and a half of reading the script, but agreed to take the role only on the condition that the film was historically accurate. He initially wanted to ease Forrest's pronounced southern accent, but was eventually persuaded by Robert Zemeckis to portray the heavy accent stressed in the novel and patterned his access access patterned his access, huh? <laughs> after Michael Connor Humphreys, who plays young Forrest, who actually talked that way. I was gonna say there's some uh, behind the scenes footage on one of the DVDs or the Blu-ray now that has him sitting there talking to him, and I think they make I think they make that comment in there too. Yeah. On the day that Tom Hanks shot the football running scenes, he had been suffering from the flu. Oh, that's sad. Or as the IMDb thing says, influenza. Ooh, all fancy and mm. big words, huh? Influenza. It's but the flu. He's it's the flu. He was sick. It's the flu. We're getting the flu season, and your local pharmacy <laughs> or Walgreens may be offering the flu shot. Don't do it. It's a zombie virus. Yeah, that's a tall ship. Oh, I bumped the table. I'm okay, sorry. apparently I do not have the photo in this album. Okay. My mother has it. Mom, I need it. <laughs> she doesn't. Ma, it. the meatloaf. We want it. <laughs> sorry. The park bench that Tom Hanks sat on for much of the movie was located in historic Savannah, Georgia at Chippewa Square. The fiberglass bench he sat on since then has been removed and placed into a museum to avoid being destroyed by bad weather or possibly stolen. You kidding? I'd steal it. The church... I don't condone theft, but I would steal that park branch. (laughs) The church where the feather first falls was about 100 yards just down the street from the bench. To this day, the bench is held in the Savannah History Museum in Savannah, Georgia. Well, I can close that window. (laughs) I was just looking up to see where it's at. (laughs) Thank you for informing me. Gary Sinise's character tells Tom Hanks' character that the day Forrest works on a shrimp boat is the day he'd be an astronaut. (laughs) <laughs> this is a reference to the book where Forrest actually becomes an astronaut. And the following year, Sinise and Hanks appeared together as astronauts in Apollo <laughs> 13. 13 from 1995. <laughs> Gary Sinise is also the commander and narrator of the ride Mission Space in Epcot at Walt Disney World and has also starred as an astronaut in Mission to Mars from the year 2000. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that Sorry. one. Sorry. It's Mission to Mars, the movie's from the year 2000. It's yes. The name of the movie's not Mission to Mars from the year 2000. <laughs> The necklace... I have six pages of trivia, so no more dawdling. Okay. The necklace worn by Lieutenant Dan is a rosary with a St. Christopher medal inscribed, Protect Us in Combat. Lieutenant Dan. It was worn in Vietnam by Gary Sinise's brother-in-law in 1967 to 68. Oh, that's cool. When Forrest gets up to talk at the Vietnam rally in Washington, the microphone plug is pulled and you cannot hear him. According to Tom Hanks, he says, sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they go home to their mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't go home at all. That's a bad thing. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. So, that must have been from the script, I'm assuming, that they do that, because there's no way you could read his mouth. Oh, yeah. Not even in the Blu-ray version. And it's according to Tom Hanks, is what he says. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The first boy at the school bus... Number one. Number one. The first boy in the school bus who refuses to let Forrest sit next to him is played by Alexander Zemeckis, who is Robert Zemeckis' son. Okay. And the girl in the school bus with red hair is Tom Hanks' daughter, Elizabeth Hanks. Okay, so that was his daughter? Yes. I couldn't remember if that was Tom Hanks' daughter or if it was Ron Howard's daughter. I couldn't remember if no. she, like, one of his right. daughters. It would have been Bryce, probably. It would have been Bryce then. Because it, very redhead. Mm-hmm. Freckled face right. child. Not does anything wrong like... with it. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> the line, my name is Forrest, Forrest, or my name is Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. 
was ad-libbed by Tom Hanks while filming the scene and director Robert Zemeckis liked it so much he decided to keep it in. Isn't it, my name's Forrest Forrest Gump? People call me Forrest Gump. Not just my name's Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. No, it is my name is Forrest Gump. That time he doesn't repeat his okay. name like that. My name's Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. Okay. That time, that's the only that time, time I think he okay. does it that way. The actor who plays the reporter on the scene when Tom Hanks visits Washington, D.C. after his tour in Vietnam was himself an actual tourist from Atlanta, Georgia. He happened to be on Capitol Hill that day with his wife and was asked to read. Nice. Yep. <laughs> that would be one of those moments just like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, you need to be on IMDb to look up this movie that I'm about to talk about because okay. I have no idea what it is. It's from 1996. 1996. Warner Brothers gave up the rights to the film in 1988 in exchange for the rights to Executive Decision. I've heard it. Because the studio felt that the project had lost its commercial promise in the wake of Rain Man from 1988. Oh, gotcha. Two very different movies. Wow, they took executive decision. Yeah, what? Let, give us a little background on executive decision, there, Jeffrey. It's a thriller, R-rated film with Kurt Doug, uh, Kurt Russell. Great. <laughs> when terrorists seize control of an airliner, Die Hard, an intelligent analysis accompanies a commando unit for a mid-air boarding operation, aka terrorists steal an airplane, and then why did you say Die Hard? When terrorists seize control of an airliner. What they, do you mean, Die Hard? Die Hard they... 2. Die Hard oh, 2. They seize control of the airport. I've only seen Die Hard and Live Free or Die Hard. I've never seen the thir- two in the middle. Uh, you need to see the third one. I know. Screw Part 2. Yeah, part I know. Two is terrible. Part, part 2 is three terrible. Comes I've back. seen part of it on TV. Part 3 comes back. He shoves an icicle in the guy's eyeball. That's just weird. Ew. Um, part 3, because they brought back John McTiernan, because I don't think he was under arrest at that point. Okay. He's yeah. like tax evasion and all that crap. Yeah. Wow, so they gave it up for executive decision? Yep. That's, Which the I book thought is was very a, different. it sounded like a comedy executive, executive decision. decision. <laughs> You're thinking of chairman of the board with carrot top. <laughs> right when you are drinking. By the way, of uh, course. stars in that film, Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal, Halle Berry. Lawman Steven Seagal? Yeah. That's right. Uh, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. If vision. you haven't watched it, please go find Steven Seagal Lawman because it's awful and television hysterical. show, right? Yes. Yes, we waited for uh, Seagal Vision in every episode. Yeah, where you're it's the like one this, who told us to watch it. Or it's the slow motion like uh-huh. point of view that was not actually his point of view. And it was, it was always like camera. blue. Yep. <laughs> I think it's I think on there's Netflix. somebody back there we need is to go back Netflix? and find. It was. I think it is. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow, so that's that's a weird movie to give it up. But the book is very different than the movie. How is the book? It... Number two. Number two. How is the... It's after nine, in my defense. <laughs> I got up early this morning. The, the book's very different. It, it, it Forrest comes off a lot meaner. Not meaner, it, more realistic, I guess. Like, they, they toned him down for the movie. They made him almost more of just naive. In the book, he's a lot more... He's not smart, he's not a dick, but it's just the way he talks. He's a lot more vulgar when he speaks. He speaks more real, like more realistically, oh, okay. too. But the the sequel, because the author who wrote the book yeah. wrote a sequel to the book. Don't talk about that yet. You've I got that. already got that? I got that. Okay. So, continue later. Yes. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. The disco and strip scenes were shot in the Ambassador Hotel, Los Angeles, California, as was the archive footage from 1968 of Robert F. Kennedy after he won the California primary. RFK was gunned down in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel just minutes later. Oh, yeah. The Kennedys do not have good luck. Just no. saying. A lot of them die. Yeah, in rather violent ways. Or, you know, go crazy, and then they have to give them a lobotomy. One of the older Kennedy kids. Oh, I'm like, what are she you talking about? She was up in like about? northern Wisconsin oh, in an asylum yeah, for years. Oh, I forgot about that. She died like a couple years ago? Yeah. Or just recently? One of those two? A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Robert Zemeckis decided to leave out several planned effects shots. One shot in particular involved Forrest running into Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his supporters. Forrest distracts several dogs from trying to attack King and his supporters by paying fetch with them and rendering them harmless to King and himself as well as his supporters. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've heard of some of those like extra scenes that they never filmed them. Probably not. I don't think they ever filmed. I don't think they got that far. But like I've heard of some of those extra ones that people have talked about over the years. With every transition of Forrest's age, one thing remains the same. In the first scene of each transition, he wears a blue plaid shirt. <laughs> okay. 
All of the boat scenes, including the hurricane scene, were shot on location in the waters off the coast of South Carolina. A jet engine was used to generate the hurricane winds. The still-slash-newsreel shots of the trawlers on land are new shots of the aftermath of Hurricane Hugo in South Carolina in 1989. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I have nothing to say for that one. No, I apologize. The Doors have more songs in the movie than any other band with a total of six. These are Soul Kitchen in one of the Vietnam scenes, Hello, I Love You, First song in Gump's first ping pong sequence, People Are Strange, which is the second song in the ping pong sequence, Break On Through, which is the third one in the ping pong sequence, yep, and Peace Frog during the New York scene with Lieutenant Dan, and Love Her Madly when Jenny is leaving her abusive boyfriend. Okay. Jenny's last name, Coran, mm-hmm. which I believe is C-U-R-R-A-N. Yep, that's how I pronounce it is never said in the film. The only places you can find it are on the back of an envelope that Forrest mailed to Jenny while he was in Vietnam, on her mailbox when she's a child, and on the letters that are returned to him at the hospital. Yep. You were kind of nodding like you were going to say something. No, I was trying to think of something, and I'm like, you know what? I have nothing to say. That's good enough news. During the ping pong matches, there was no ball. It was entirely CGI animated to meet the actor's paddles. Which is... Much smarter, because then they don't have to concentrate exactly. on trying to actually play pink. Plus, some of those things that they do in that is ridiculous. Like, I don't think as good of a ping pong player as you could become in such a short amount of time, there's no way in hell you could play it like no. that. And to be accurate enough to film, no. that wouldn't be possible. So that's actually wise on their part. Contrary to popular belief, the feather was not entirely CGI. The effects team digitized film of a real feather blowing and twisting in front of a blue screen. This was then edited into segments which the computer could link and morph together, allowing the virtual feather to move however the filmmakers needed. Thus, there was a real feather, but its performance in the movie was computer-based. This is demonstrated in the DVD supplementals. Yes, I have seen that. And that opening shot, they had the feather... Like when the camera comes down to Forrest's feet mm-hmm. for him to pick it up in the beginning, the feather was always there, and they digitally erased it until okay. the moment where the feather flies nice. in. They did a good job with the position. That. Yep. Um, Greenboat, Alabama. Greenboat, Alabama. <laughs> Forrest's hometown is <laughs> fictional, but Biolabatry about Alabama, Bubba's hometown is real. I wonder why they made up Greenboro. Greenboat, Greenboat. Alabama. I wonder why they made that one up. Because it's fun to yell, Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> You're just going to keep saying that, Yep, aren't you? pretty much. <laughs> it's like when I kept singing The Magnificent Seven. Okay. <laughs> Almost all of John Lennon's dialogue is from his song, Imagine. No possessions, no religion, too. It's easy if you try. I almost said John Legend. That's a completely different That's a person. completely... That is not the same person. This movie was named as one of the 20 most overrated movies of all time by Premier Magazine. Joke's on you, Premier Magazine. You're not even in print anymore. At least not in heart. Ah. Might be digitally. I don't even know. I don't know if it's I don't know around. if it is. I we used to have know, a subscription to it. See, I want to know why... Well, no, I guess I can't say over... I guess I can't say I don't... I want to know why they count it as overrated. But it won an Oscar for Best Picture. How is it overrated? Is it just because, like, is it? Did they it's feel like it's one of those overplayed and cliche now? And but that it's maybe still that's why. A is great it, movie. It was just one of those big films that are just like, hey, everybody just kept playing it. Everybody kept talking yeah, about it, and everyone's just like, oh, this is nothing. Don't pay attention. Okay, so if Forrest ran three years, two months. 14 days and 16 hours, and left his front porch early in the morning on Monday, July 5th, 1976, because he felt like running. His entire transcontinental running marathon commenced on Monday, July 5th, 1976 at 7 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, approximately, in Greenbow, Alabama, and terminated 1,171 days later, 167 weeks and two days on Wednesday, September 19th, 1979 at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time, approximately, in Monument Valley, Utah. Cool. By the way, Premier Magazine shut down in 2007. Yeah, I knew that. Yes, and it's, no, there's no... Oh, I thought it gone. went digital no, for it, a little bit. it upped and shut down. And the subscribers all received postcards saying you will be your subscriptions will be fulfilled with U.S. Weekly. You know, the tabloid Oh, magazine. yeah, we did get Us Weekly for a little while. That's right. And then right, people complained because screw that. Mm-hmm. And then you got a cash refund. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, we had a subscription to Premiere for a long time. I think we still have a couple of issues. Like the Lord of the Rings issues, mm-hmm. I think we still have a couple. We keep stuff like that. 
The shrimp boat used in the film now resides in the moat surrounding the Planet Hollywood restaurant in downtown Disney at the Disney World Resort in Florida. Also, one of the ping pong paddles used in the film is signed by Tom Hanks and hung up in one of the walls inside the restaurant. Now. Yes. I have been to Walt Disney World nearly ten times in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. I've never been to the Planet Hollywood, so I cannot vouch that it's validate there. this or validate. Hey, if anybody I don't even listening, think I've been anywhere near the outside of it. My mom and dad may have, so my mom might be able to back this up. I was gonna say, if anybody listening has and has a picture, let us know and <laughs> let us know. Post, post it on, on the Facebook. Facebook. Wow, woo stereo! It's like, it's like we've done twenty-five episodes or and we something. Know what we're gonna say? <laughs> okay, let's... do do energy exercise. Go. Let's get into the money. It took only 66 days for the film to pass the $250 million mark at the box office. How many days? 66. It's not bad. Three months and a day or yeah. two or three. So not bad. Nowadays, you get movies like Avengers that do it in a weekend, but it's uh, yeah. a completely different time. And that's not. this is not uh, a big budget film. No, nor was it shown in 3D. Yeah. And movie tickets were not <clears throat> $13 a piece. Yeah. The fastest. This is the fastest growing Paramount film to pass the hundred million, hundred fifty, hundred and fifty million, and two million dollar marks as of February two thousand and eight. Okay. By the way, ticket prices in nineteen ninety four were four dollars. For matinee or? That's the nice, average. Okay, the average, average ticket price. Um, Tom Hanks was not paid for the film. I think I knew that. Instead, he took percentage points, which ultimately netted him in the region of $40 million. Which was a very smart move. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's the thing. That's the one thing they tell you. If you're going to get paid for a movie for, like, like some of these films, mm-hmm. it's better to be like, hey, no, I want no money. I just want, I want a cut. I want the back end. Yes. Yeah. Give me a cut of a percentage. And if, like, the Avengers, like, if a movie like that took off, do you know how much freaking money you'd yeah. have? You don't want to pay Robert Downey Jr. to do Avengers 2? Just give him give money. a percentage. Yep. There you go. And just be like, all right. Because it's going to make a ridiculous amount of money. No, because, see, that's exactly the reason why the studio is not going to give him a percentage is because they're sitting there going, <laughs> We're going to lose so much money Robert to Robert Downey Jr. He's got to have some more money than God right now. <laughs> he's got I'm, Oprah money. He's got Oprah money. He's got crazy Oprah money at this point. He's giving out cars. Despite earning over $350 million at the box office, Paramount claimed that they were still $62 million out of profit due to the cost of promotion, distribution, and interest. See? Promoting movies. Terrible idea from the studios. But the problem is, is they don't do it right half the time. Yep. And Fright that's, Night? That's Scott half the Pilgrim? problem. That's half the problem. The studios don't know how to oh, market my two certain favorite movies films. that did not get promoted very well. Um, Pacific Rim. Yeah. Uh, maybe The World's End. The World's End did not get promoted whatsoever in America. No. The first. It the, made, like, no money this last week. The first preview, or the first thing I really saw of The World's End in any kind of a public location and or on film or on television was at a Buffalo Wild Wings on one of the screens mm-hmm. bef- between games. Yeah. Like, that was the first time I, I saw it advertising for I don't remember ever seeing a trailer it. on the big screen for it. I don't remember either. I just always watch trailers on the internet because I knew about it, so I was keeping track no, of it. No, granted, that's half the thing, is that I did see advertising online for it. Okay, here's the thing. This is for you and Colin to discuss. Yes. Later. Stop. Okay. Every still picture of Forrest during this film shows Tom Hanks with his eyes closed. Yeah. I like that little touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Many of the extras in the hippie scene were actors from the Maryland Renaissance Festival, since casting director Ellen Lewis realized that would be a good source of performers with long hair. That's actually a good idea. It's weird to think that. Like, I don't even think that would even pop into my head, but it makes sense. Forrest's awards and decorations as worn in his Class A uniform are the Medal of Honor, the Purple Heart, the Good Conduct Medal, the National Defense Service Medal, the Vietnam Service Medal, the Republic of Vietnam Campaign Medal, the Infantry Shoulder Cord, the Combat Infantryman Badge, the Expert Badge, which is probably for rifle, and the Materius Unit Commendation. So he was decently decorated. (laughs) Decorated. When this film became wildly successful, talk of a sequel naturally arose. Okay. However, at the time, Tom Hanks animately refused to work in any sequel, and making the sequel with another actor was not a consideration. Mm -hmm. Although Hanks has since reconsidered his stance on sequels and prequels, Toy Story 2 from 1999 and Toy Story 3 from 2010 and Angels and Demons from 2009, a sequel remained, remained in development hell for years. As of 2010, mm-hmm. Gump and Company is in development. <laughs> it's never going to happen. No. 
It's been too long at this point. Now, following the success of the movie, Winston Groom, who mm-hmm. wrote the original novel, wrote a sequel novel, Gump and Company, in 1995, mm-hmm. which referenced the movie as if it had been released in Forrest's world. Yep. He mentions that the movie was inaccurate, It that is, compared to the novel's first novel's canon, and brought him unwanted press attention. Forrest also meets Tom Hanks in the novel. <laughs> Now, the, what do you want to talk about with the sequel book? The first line of it, of the book, is, is never let anybody, never let anybody make a movie about your life. Okay. Like, is how the movie, is how the book now, starts. Now, in Forrest Gump, the novel is a work of fiction, correct? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. But I like, see, like, and the thing is, they, the people have said about the sequel, I have not read Gump and Company. Mm-hmm. I owned the original book, but I've not read Gump and Company. Okay. And everything I've read about it, people are like, well, it's, it's tamer than the first one. The first one, like I said, was a little more was was it. I can't describe it. It's more very much more adultish. Is like, it more intense? It's not. In, it's just the way he talks, the way he looks at is stuff. Is it maybe darker? I, I think it's darker. Okay. I think that might be that might be the better description of how it is. But with the sequel, they kind of fell a little bit in the lines of like what they did with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, also a Robert Zemeckis film, by the way. You missed that one. It's not um, something he directed. Yes, it is. Was it on the IMDb? It's. A film he directed. Okay! <laughs> I am well aware of that. Don't yell at me! Um, so, no, the, uh, uh, the, like, it kind of followed the same, like, because Who Friend Roger Rabbit was based on a, book, on a book as well, that they then, that was a lot darker and different than the movie, and mm-hmm. then after the movie came out, they made a sequel to it, but the sequel in book form was a lot more lighter oh, because, blood. because people were like, oh, well... You know, it's a sequel. You know, people know the original one, so the author went back and rewrote a sequel, and it wasn't as good as the original. So. I apologize when I was scrolling through. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is right after Back to the Future Part Two, and I thought it was Back to the Future. <laughs> I didn't read no. it. I was just looking at the pictures. <laughs> That's all I had to say okay. about the book. I, you you covered most of what I was going to. This bring was up. selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry, as you said, mm-hmm. in December of 2011. As being culturally, historically, or ex- culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. It's big words. That's big aesthetically. words. Aesthetically. For a Thursday. <laughs> almost 9.30 before Labor Day weekend. Yes. Oh. Which, it makes a good point. Those those right there, those are good reasons to, to bring it in. Because, I mean, it, it covers, again, going back, yeah, we'll get into that later. Like, it's okay. significance and it's yep. importance. I'm almost done with trivia, I okay. promise. <sighs> Inspired by Lieutenant Dan Taylor, the military veteran character he played in this movie, actor Gary Sinise co-founded a rock and roll cover band during the mid-2000s called the Lieutenant Dan Band. <laughs> the band often goes on USO tours to play for U.S. military personnel stationed around the world and also plays various benefits for veteran-related causes. That's cool. They always play at the thing that they do in Washington, D.C., like on Veterans Day. They always do this outdoor concert mm-hmm. sort of thing. Or is it Memorial and Memorial Day? I believe. Gump's Medal of Honor ceremony uses footage of the actual ceremony for Sammy L. Davis, who was awarded the Medal of Honor on the nineteenth of November, nineteen sixty-eight, by President Lyndon Johnson for his actions in Vietnam a year earlier. Tom Hanks's head was superimposed on Davis's body. Okay, so like, and that's that's the thing is they did they did a handful of different techniques. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't always use full bodies and just uh, animate the mouths or fully and compose them like they'll they'll do bits and pieces when johnson mm-hmm. walks away it's a double walking away with johnson's head digitally inserted right. onto it so um robin wright was sick with a cold while shooting the nightclub scene so it's not a strip club it's a nightclub the people before her were naked okay then never mind and the guy shouts we just want to see your uh-huh right I can't believe I censored that. <laughs> In spite of this, she was still able to perform her own singing during a non-stop 24-hour shoot in which she was nearly nude except for her guitar and underpants. Yes, because they're very noticeable. On. <laughs> Not when that I was looking Forrest or anything. first learns to play ping pong in the infirmary, mm-hmm. he's told the trick, the trick is to keep his eye on the ball by another soldier. Mm-hmm. After that moment, whenever he is shown playing ping pong, he never blinks. He took him literally. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Blink. <laughs> the condition that Jenny was being treated for at the end of blink. the movie was probably HIV. Mm-hmm. She says in the movie that the doctors do not know what the virus is and that they can do nothing about it. She mentioned she is being treated in Atlanta. The Center for Disease Control in Atlanta did some of the first U.S. research on the epidemiology and treatment of HIV and AIDS. 
And the time that she died was the time that the virus was first being discovered. Based on what we see of her life, she's in several of the categories that were at the highest risk of contracting HIV, including IV drug users and women who had unprotected sex with many partners. Which, I bring up the question, is how... I'm assuming that she picked it up during her party girl years. And how how does the kid not have... See, and I still think that she got it after she had the kid, because it's still her. She died in 82. That's what her gravestone said. Young Forrest had to be, what, five at the end of the movie? Okay. So 77 was when he was born. Still the end of the 70s. It's Jenny, I think, even after she would have had the kid. My brain thinks that the movie's taking place, like, the end of the movie is in 94. No, it's in 82. Okay. So, like, my thought is, is that she had the kid. She probably went out for a night, and it was, like, the last of her little fling things that she still had sex with I can get behind that as a reason. Okay. It's just something I never thought about until we watched this movie. It kind of this time. It, I mean, by the time you get to the end, like you don't think about like when it started. Her tombstone, like said, I think she was born in '48. Okay, I think is what she said. So yeah. I mean, they were because they would have been around. They had been old enough for Presley. They had been old enough for all that. So yeah, it it looks almost like it's more the '90s by the time it ends. That's true. But it's it was only ten years prior. Okay. New section for trivia. New section for trivia. And number three. What is this new section for trivia? It's called Connections. Connections. This section will deal with trivia that connects to movies we've already watched. Ooh, on our podcast list. On our podcast list, yes. Cool, cool. So, this is an attention to detail trivia piece. Mm -hmm. When Gump calls to report that there's flashlights in the building across from his hotel that are keeping him awake, Mm -hmm. this is the Watergate burglary. And the security guard who answers the phone says, security, Frank Willis. He was the actual guard on duty during that night, and he was the person who discovered the break-in on Saturday, June 17, 1972. Frank Willis actually plays himself in All the President's Men. Which was which our previous we just movie. watched. Yep. I think you brought that up in the trivia, too, it actually. Did. Yep. Also yes. connected to another movie on our list. Yep. This is Haley Joel Osment making his film debut as Forrest Jr. Haley Joel Osment was in The Sixth Sense. It's kind of like six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. except with AFI movies. And no Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously Tom Hanks was in Toy Story. Yes. <laughs> That's, that, there's Thank no you. need for that connection, but, you know, I'm no. just throwing that out there. So now, after you're done with your connection... Mm-hmm. I am finished. Are You are finished. Okay. Yeah, I, we were, you were finishing up talking, and I was finishing my soda. I know. I was just verifying, because <laughs> you said you were going to say it. So, all right. Moving on to things I learned from this film, or as I noticed my notes say, this I learned from this film. I apparently am a terrible, terrible writer. Things I learned from this film. Five things. I kept it short. Number one, you can easily sit and tell your entire life story on a bench in a matter of hours without lacking any kind of detail. True. Do God through it all. Number two, Jenny was a crazy good climber when she was younger. Yes, she she was. repels up the side of the gump house to get up to, like, Forrest's, like, little bedroom. Number three, history easily repeats itself for Forrest, Bubba, and Lieutenant Dan. Because stuff happens repeatedly to all of those guys and their family members. Number four, it's always a requirement that fortunate son must be playing in every establishing shot of Vietnam. Yup. Every time. And finally, number five, Forrest has the greatest timing Ever, just because he ends up yes. in the right place at the right time for everything. That's it. None of it was really a, like groundbreaking or funny. It was just kind of uh, you know things I I noticed. So that is all my random thoughts or That's uh, it? Ran- things. I told you I only had five things oh, I learned right. from this film. So let us move on to our final thoughts for the movie. Um, you can go first. I love this movie, and I have always loved this movie, and I always love when we watched it in like social studies in school and the first time i saw this movie from beginning to end was new year's eve 1999 when we were going into the new millennium mm-hmm. new millennium then the, the new manuma millennium mm-hmm. those guys were a couple years after the millennium i'm sorry to break that up to you I'm doing the Numa Numa <laughs> dance, just in case anyone was wondering yes oh yes 
So I enjoyed this movie as well. I, I've always loved Forrest Gump. I don't think there's been a time when I haven't loved it. I watch I remember, it like every time it's on TV. Yeah, I remember as a kid hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Again, from when I was down south, my grandparents told me about it. And I okay. knew who Tom Hanks was yeah. because, as we mentioned, we kind of grew up watching... Like, you grew up watching Big. I watched Big. I watched Big and Splash. Turner and Hooch. Splash. Uh... Uh, the Money Pit, and then yep. I also watched his television show, The Big Lebowski, back in the day. The Big Lebowski. Sorry. Bosom Buddies. Wow. The Big Lebowski. Those are two the completely dude different. Hey, little known fact, he was actually the original dude before, you know. Oh, he, no, he was not. No, I watched Bosom Buddies back in the day. Gotcha. So, like, I grew up watching those, like, Tom Hanks stuff, and mm-hmm. I liked him. And then when I found out about this movie, I watched it in, like, 96 when it came out on video, and I loved it ever since then. Mm-hmm. I still, it was the movie, at that point in my life, that's when I realized that pretty much every, in my opinion, every Tom Hanks movie from Forrest Gump onwards mm-hmm. has been amazing, except for, like, one or two. Yeah. And Larry I'm, Crown is not so yeah. good. And I'm, like, again, I'm not saying anything before Forrest Gump was bad. Like, I love Philadelphia. I love Turner and Hooch. I love Big. I love Money Pit. Like, I love those movies. I think of Scrubs every time I think of Turner and Hooch. Really? Hooch is crazy. <laughs> Not the car. But, uh, no, I love this movie, and I, y- you have to watch it. Now, okay, here's the thing. Um, Stop pointing at me like I that. Point you at got, you like, really close to my A lot with my fingers. Uh, multiple fingers at the same time, yeah. like guns. Um, pew, pew, we pew. talked about the book, so we don't need to discuss right. that. But um, I think the reason why, like, one of the things you brought up about, like, why it was entered into the National Film Registry, because it was, like, what did you say? It was, like, historically significant. Um I think it's it's along the lines of the reason why it's it's such a good movie to watch is because even if it is not a hundred percent factual, like the fact that Forrest met all these famous people, I think it's a nice little representation of American history of the last fifty years. You know, well, I mean, at the time it came out, it would have been the last forty years of American history because it deals with a lot of very famous moments in time. It deals with you know. Elvis Presley. It deals with 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 uh, Kennedy and you know Johnson and Vietnam War. It's a really good slice of the Vietnam War representation. It deals with AIDS. It deals with the drug use, the hippie movement. Like right. deals with a lot of moments in history. So I do agree that it is a film that is significant to be. You have to see. Forrest I mean, Gump we watched it in AP US History. Yes, yeah. I did. We, I, I remember watching it in school a couple times. Like it's one of those movies you watch in school because of the topic, the it's subject important. matter. It's important to watch. So. So yeah, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. And if you have not seen Forrest Gump for some reason, please Where do have watch you been? it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Do you think it needs to be higher on the... It dropped, like, five spots. It dropped? Mm-hmm. I would love it to be higher. And No, it dropped three spots, and I think Saving Private Ryan took its place. Really? I think that's Did what it is. Did we discuss this last time? I, I seems think familiar. so. But I think, I think honestly, but a lot of it's because I love Tom Hanks so much as an actor. And who doesn't? I, I would love for this movie to be higher. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying number 10. I'm saying, like... It dropped five spots. It did drop five. Yep, and Saving Private Ryan took its... See, I think spot. I would love it to be closer to, like, the top 50. I would love it to be in the top 50. I'm not saying top 10. I'm not saying top 20, for that matter. Because, yes, when we get close to the, a lot of those movies that are up there... A lot of them do deserve to be up there for various reasons, mm-hmm. but I don't think it should be seventy-five or seventy-six. Sorry, I think it should be. I think it should be at least in the top fifty. That's oh, my personal. Really? Opinion. That's my personal opinion. I think it's okay where it is. It could probably be a little higher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it needs to be up that high. I'm not, and I'm not saying like thirty or four. I'm saying like it probably between forty and fifty. Like I would love it to be between those two spots. I would love it to be there, but again, my top fifty would be a. Comp- Completely different set of films. Right. <laughs> Tom Hanks would be like half of them. That's just because I love Tom Hanks so much. But it's it's one of those where I th- I would love it to be higher, but that's just me. So, but you would like would you like it to be back where it was, where yes. Saving, Saving Private Ryan yep. is? Okay. And maybe Saving Private Ryan can be higher. Gotcha. I don't know. I haven't seen Saving Private Ryan. I look forward to watching that because I've only seen Saving Private Ryan twice, and I would love to rewatch it again. It'd be nice to watch it with somebody who hasn't seen it because every time I've watched it, it's been people who have already seen it. So they already know what's going to happen. So it's kind of depressing. You can't really have a conversation with them. Well, I so. haven't. It's going to so be we interesting. Talk about We're going to talk about it. So um, y- let me real quick. I got to plug two things and then we'll talk about our movie for next time. Okay. So real quick, folks. You can do that uh, while I look up. This is Ghost movie. Hat News. This is the network, our podcast network. So please do listen. Ghost Hat News. Ghost Hat News. Lightning, crash, thunder, boom, and rain. 
Splashing of rain. Um, don't know why there's rain because it's ghost hat. Um, so no, the there's there's two good. things uh coming up here. Um. Besides this podcast, we are doing... There's two more podcasts. I am doing another one that I'm actually reviving a previous show of mine called Bottom of the Barrel. I think I mentioned it a long time ago on the podcast, but we're reviving it. It is a podcast where we go onto Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Video on, De- and, Video on Demand and all that stuff. We find kind of lesser-known movies or movies that critics kind of just completely hate, but the public tend to like or maybe it's a lot of movies you've never heard of that are just so flat out terrible but they're on netflix and we watch them and then me and then dan our friend dan uh every every other week we'll sit down with uh, another one of our friends a special guest a different guest each episode and we're just gonna talk about the movie and talk about random parts about it and the whole point of the show is that we're trying to get these lower you know lesser known movies just a little more you know we want you to enjoy yourself by watching one of those bad movies that you just enjoyed watching or making fun of or it maybe it wasn't as bad as you thought it was so we have that that comes out uh september 4th so this is going to be released saturday whereas you're listening to it it's already saturday so on wednesday september 4th the first episode will be released and we will be releasing those every other week uh different movie each time and a different guest each time Number two, and I'll make this one quick as well, uh, another podcast that we are working on trying... Oh, by the way, the bottom of the barrel, if you go on to ghosthat.net, there is 18 episodes already of the show. In the old format? In the old format where it was just me. I went through 18 movies on Netflix. It I kind of took a break. not just you. The Halloween episode. The Halloween episode. You, are, you and Karen are there. Yes. Karen and me. And you. Uh, that one's a little... Di- that's a different format, and I'm, we're changing it for the new format just because we... We wanted a different change to it. The episodes are longer, but those all, all those eighteen episodes are shorter, maybe about 20, 25 minutes at most. Uh, and I give a really concise, funny kind of overview of the film, so you can definitely listen to them. But don't expect that to be the format. Keep an eye out for the episode nineteen on September fourth. The other podcast is another podcast that uh, I've been a part of called Famous Person Story Time. It is a podcast where we talk, where we do celebrity impersonations. Each episode's a different celebrity retelling a famous short story or nursery rhyme. Uh, some examples, and I'm giving mine just because I cannot remember all the other ones. Uh, I did Al Pacino retelling Little Miss Muffet, and it's like a 15-minute story. Now, remember what how short Little Miss Muffet is? Mine's like 15 minutes. I turn it into a gangster story, and it's Al Pacino telling the whole story. And then my other one is I do Batman retelling Twas the Night Before Christmas. I do Christian Bale Batman. Which I've done on the podcast here a couple a times. A lot. Yes. We have done it on the podcast. Um, so, but we, like, that's another one that we're, we're trying to get back. We just want to see if there's any interest in it. So go over and check those podcasts out. They're all on the ghosthat.net website. Just go into the podcast section, take a listen. That's They're all up there. That's also where we post the web strips twice a week. Yes, the web strips. The comic web strips that Colin, our lovely, lovely Colin, does twice a week. New comics every week, folks. Come on, they're free. You can't complain about that either. And they're very well drawn. And they're very and they're well drawn. Animated. And they are animated now because I told him to keep animating them. And I think he likes doing that, right, Colin? Go to ghosthat.net. Check out our podcast section. Check out our webcomics section. And as always, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash topshelfafi for this podcast. Tell your friends, share it, like it, comment, leave pictures, post stuff. Talk to us. We'll talk to you if you post on it. We will talk it. to you. We do. We're, we're on Facebook. We're on Facebook a lot, actually. Well... Maybe not so much now that summer's done. True, but it's on our phones. So we'll yep. talk, talk, talk to us. We'll talk back. That's all. That's all I got. I'm sorry for the okay. extensive long plugging, but I, I I promised some people I would plug it on this episode. So. Okay. So please just go give it a shot. You know, if you don't like I'm not saying you have to like it, but No, you have to love it. You got to like Bottom of the Barrel because those are actually kind of fun. I'm, Plus, actually, I'm actually going to start listening to Bottom of the Barrel. There's drinking rule games at the end of the episodes. I give five drinking rules and it's just, we had a lot of fun doing those pot, the, the Bottom of the Barrels. So it'll be fun. So, anyways, that is all I have. What is our next movie, Our next Lindsay? movie is In the Heat of the Night. In the Heat Not of the Not the night. TV show, <laughs> but the movie. At number 75 from 1967, starting... Starring... Poitier. Okay. And Rod Steiger and Warren Oates. <laughs> I've never Grant. seen that movie. Never seen Me it. Me neither. Is it, it is, is it new, or is it was it on the list that it uh, dropped? I actually believe it's new. It is a crime drama mystery from nineteen from nineteen forty nine. <laughs> it's an hour and forty nine minutes. Okay. It is new to the list. It's not from nineteen forty nine. No, it's from nineteen sixty seven. Just clarifying. An African American police detective is asked to investigate a murder in a racially hostile southern town. Interesting. The famous quote from this movie is, yeah. they call me Mr. Tips. Oh, That's yes. Movie. Okay, so I do know of the movie. I, I've heard of the movie. I just, I've never seen this movie. Me neither. It'll be interesting to watch that one. It will be one. interesting. Well, that's cool. I cannot wait for that one. It'll be good. 
hopefully we'll see. That sounded so sarcastic. It I did apologize. really sound sarcastic. Wow, I'm really excited for this movie we're going to watch This next. one's going to be fun. Well, with that, folks... That's all we got, and it's all uphill from here. That's a long episode. It's a very long episode. Forrest Gump's a long movie. Forrest Gump's a long movie, and good night, Radio Rahim. My mom asked me the other day when she was listening, and she texted me and goes, who's Radio Rahim? Really? We've been doing it for, what, 20 episodes? Yeah, but... But it's been twenty episodes. Do the right thing was like number ninety-seven That's or true. something. It was so really early. For those of you who may not know, Radio Rahim is a character from Do the Right Do thing, the Right Thing, which we reviewed on this uh, this podcast. Yep. Go back to the older episodes and find it. Yep. And it's, it's a good episode. It's a good episode, and I love Radio Rahim. Yes, he does. What else do I do when we close out? Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember what else we did. I had one Sometimes of those we do Batman voices. Oh, we do do Batman Sometimes. voices. Sometimes. Not all the time. But then, then, I got your ice cream. Oh, happy Labor Day, everybody. But then, then. So this will be... Ice cream. This will be released during the Labor Day weekend. So... For those of us who are going back to school, who are teachers or students, yes, enjoy your last four days of summer vacation, enjoy everybody, because Tuesday it's all done. <laughs> it's not all a pill from here. We're back to the grind. It's all smack dab in the middle of death. Okay, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm sorry, I've been out of school for a while. So yeah, well, I'm taking an this. 18 course or 18 credit course. You're taking a 10 year school. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, and how many degrees do I have in that 10 years? Shut your mouth! This show got really dark. <laughs> it got dark real quick. <laughs> Fake laughter. <laughs> We're never doing that again. Okay, bye! <laughs> it's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.